You may remember the work of Dr. John Bowlby from your first psychology class. He taught us about attachment theory and how important bonding is. Today's guest helps us to understand how the type of attachment that our patients had with their mother may impact their current lives. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Stephen Poulter. Dr. Poulter is a licensed clinical psychologist with a private practice in West Los Angeles. He's worked in various settings with thousands of families, parents, and children for over 30 years. His latest book, The Mother Factor, follows as a companion piece to his acclaimed recent book, The Father Factor, How Your Father's Legacy Impacts Your Career. Welcome to ReachMD. Thank you, Dr. Lund. It's great to be here. Steve, give us a quick review on attachment theory for those of us who don't remember our intro psych classes very well. It's in our DNA. We're all designed to attach. And those early attachment styles start to set the tempo between us and, generally speaking, with our primary caretaker, which would be our mothers, and how that attachment lends itself to our emotional disposition and the way we go into our adult life, the way we attach to people, form connections and relationships, and ultimately intimate relationships. So that's really kind of the thumbnail. And Bowlby's idea was we all are designed to attach. And if we don't attach, that's as problematic as our attachment is. Either way, we either attach or we don't, but it's something has to happen. Now, in your book, The Mother Factor, you describe four different types of attachment or nurturing that people have with their mothers. So let's run through them. What's number one? The first one, many times, is the avoidant. In the book, I forget the exact order, but it's the avoidant, depressed, and non-emotional. And then the last one where we all want to be is the secure attachment. Okay, so tell us about the avoidant. The avoidant attachment tends to be more in the lines of it avoids strong expression of emotion, expression of feelings, thoughts. It tends to avoid any type of conflict or strong connection. It's a very kind of a flat line. There's an attachment there, but it's in terms of excitement or that the child really feels cared for or noticed. That is more characteristic of that style. It's a void of anything strong. How might we see this in our patients? Many times you'll see it with people who kind of have a flat affect, very flat affect that they're going through life, lights are on, but there's not much action in them, not much response. They tend not to be very responsive to life or relationships or people or events. They're there, but they're not really responsive. So might we see that in our interaction with the patients, that they would treat us perhaps the same way? Oh, absolutely. You know, for instance, you know, something that you might have some information for a patient that most people would consider to be very serious and would be upset. This person will look at you as if you just told them, you're going to have this for lunch on Friday. It's a very flat affect. They're not depressed avoidant, which means really they don't respond, but they really don't interact with the information or much with relationships. Is that the same thing as denial? No. They hear it. They're not denial, but they don't respond appropriately, like you would expect. Okay, so it's a reaction. The reaction. And this is a person that could do the same job for 40 years and not really get bored. You know, you want like, how do they do that? You know, they're very dutiful. They do make connections but their connections are absent any strong energy either way. Any advice on how to deal with these kind of patients? I think asking information with people like that, because the mother factor is about the legacy. 
about people's emotional legacy, how they interact with life. And the attachment leads into the mothering styles, which is really where you're going with these questions. Because attachment leads into the mothering style. If a mother is avoidant of strong emotion with her child, her mothering style will reflect the same type of avoidance. So the person goes into adult life, they keep distance from people and activities and events. And you'll see that with your patients, where they take care of themselves, how they interact with you as a physician. Okay, let's move on to the second type of attachment that you see. Well, the other one is random. And that is a very interesting one because random is just what it is. It's almost like playing the slot machines in Las Vegas. There's days when there's a very strong emotional bond between the child and the mother. And there's other days when they're not. And it's unpredictable. It's a very unpredictable attachment style. The child can bring home, for instance, in third grade, a blue ribbon for being a student of the year. And the mother may be very excited and then may do the same next year or the next day do something, and there's no response. Very unpredictable. And you'll see this with the patients, that they have a hard time trusting people or trusting information. They don't really believe what they hear. That's part of the mothering style they grew up with, and that goes back to their attachment. Okay. Well, that sounds like that might be a challenge for us clinically. How do they react often to their physicians? Well, I think many times it's almost like sometimes you're getting two different people. I mean, sometimes they're very engaging, and the next time you see them, they're not engaging. It's unpredictable. You're not quite sure what they're doing or not doing. You know, the information, very random. And there's no rhyme or reason for it particularly. They can't sustain a long-term strong emotional connection. That's more what they don't do. Any advice on how we can best help these kind of patients in our practice? You know, what I'm imagining is, especially those of us that practice in a group setting, that the patient may act one way towards one provider and another way towards another provider in the practice and maybe get kind of a bad reputation as being difficult. And really what it is is that they do make connections. They're not schizophrenic. They do connect, but the connection is really unpredictable. You know, it is a random connection. And these are people that they kind of keep their emotional distance, where the avoidant person just avoids strong connection, clearly. These people will sometimes engage you. Other times they won't. And what happens as the doctor, you feel like there's something you're doing that's causing this. It's really not. This is the way they operate in the world, and they have all along. So is our job just to be ultra-consistent with these people? Absolutely. And to realize that many times their response has nothing to do with you, but it's the way they react to strong emotional connections or they don't want to connect. You know, other times they may want to. They may be very interested in what you have to say to them and you're really excited. Other times you're sharing things with them, talking with them, and you can't get anything out of them. If you're just joining our discussion, you're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunch, your host, and with me today is Dr. Stephen Poulter. We are discussing his book, The Mother Factor, How Your Mother's Emotional Legacy Impacts Your Life. And as a review, we've talked about the avoidant and the random types of attachment that people have with their mothers. What's number three? Number three, Bowlby calls it the depressed The depressed style of attachment is what it sounds like. It's a very low-energy attachment. There's not much energy between the mother and the child. And many times this will produce a depressed personality. And how is that different from avoidant? Because avoidant 
They may not be depressed. They just won't go near it. You know, they may have a lot of energy, but any strong expression or gesture, they just avoid them. You know, outside of that, you would never know they're avoidant. They're great peripheral patients, clients, but a depressed attachment style, you will find many times they just have much energy for life. And they may be over-utilizing their benefits because they're somaticizing or not, because they just don't have the energy. They just don't have a lot of energy for relationships or for their own life, that matter. How can we best treat these patients? I think with a depressed attachment style is many times therapy, different vignettes that will help them to engage with people will raise their level of connection and enhance their energy for emotional bonds and connections. You'll find many times these people tend to be isolated socially, relationally, and in their careers. That's just the way they operate. Okay, let's move on to the healthy style. Which is that? Secure. This is a patient who will come in and light up the room, not that they have to be an actor or anything, but they can make connections, form relationships, and they're able to maintain and tolerate strong emotion between you, you know, as a patient and a doctor. You know, they are very good at interacting. And you don't probably won't see a lot of these people in your waiting rooms because they tend to be healthier because just their whole outlook is healthier. They have a much healthier mental outlook, which influences how their physical operates. And people can move toward a secure attachment. Because your attachment style is a particular way, or dealing with patients that way, doesn't mean they can't, through deliberate actions, really kind of evolve and change their way they relate to people. And how might they do that? Well, that's the second part here about the mother factor, changing your legacy. First is recognizing the legacy you have, and then through deliberate steps, such as insight and understanding, and your style of mothering, which we can go into, how each style of mothering has a strength and also some problems with it, and how you can work to create and enhance the strong qualities of each mothering style that you had. So if we suspect that our patients have a dysfunctional, overused word, but I think it applies here, dysfunctional attachment with their mother, what should we do? How can we ease into this? I'm thinking about a primary care doc or a specialist, non-psychiatrist who may not have much time to get into all of this. How can they help these patients? I don't know if it's so much help them. I think it's better to understand them because of the time restrictions. I think understanding them will help you deliver the information or the treatment plan or what needs to be done for them and their health. I think understanding how they operate will give you a lot of insight on how to work with them as patients and have more success with them. I think, too, the flip side, we see a lot of mothers in our practices that may be helping from that end may benefit the family as a whole unit. Right. Absolutely. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. My pleasure. Thank you. We've been talking with Dr. Stephen Poulter about how your patient's attachment with their mother may affect their current functioning. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. To listen to our on-demand library, visit us at reachmd.com. If you register with the promo code RADIO, you'll receive six months free streaming for your home or office. If you have questions or comments, please give us a call at 888-MD-XM-157. Thank you for listening.